and in three, two, one. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the Frozzy Shone. I am always your host, Jason Flynn, and here we are on episode 10 of the Frozzy Shone. We've reached a decade of episodes and it only took us about 20 weeks or something like that so uh, thanks for everyone who's come with us uh, so far on these uh, 10 episodes and certainly do stay with us until the end of the season and then make your decision sometime in the summer as to whether you want to get a transfer to a different fan podcast or you want to stay with us and see what we can do hopefully in Syria uh, next season so there's lots of hope uh, as we go into the next 10 episodes we're going to kind of go on a 10, 10 by 10 kind of basis today joining me is friend of the show uh, Faye hi Faye also crack. Feb, we haven't had you on since the 11th of December. Did it? We've had to had to clear a lot of stuff with the lawyers, but you're back with us. You last appeared on the episode where you uh, talked through uh, with me on the names of the teams in the league. Yeah, that was great fun. And that was a hit episode. People came up to me in the streets. They said, I heard that episode with the, with the guy Faye. It was great. It was great. But, uh, socioeconomic diversity on the show, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> And there we go. Let me just check the timestamps of 1 minute 16 seconds. Is that a new world record? <laughs> yeah, it's a new world record, yeah. Um, so you're very welcome back. And um, we talk about you almost every week on the show. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, you were in Milan with Enzo. Absolutely. We all were for um, a game against Spal and the Coppa Italia. Mm. And then we were with the Milan Club Dublin to see Udinese. It was a good game. Oh, yeah? Last minute winner. And we got to see Kevin Lasagna score as well. Did you? Yeah, man. Love Piping Kevin hot Lasagna. lasagna. Yeah. Oh. Cult, cult hero Kevin Lasagna. Yeah, wasn't great to see him score against us, obviously, but well, like it was still a lot of fun you know, to see him score. Yeah, yeah, very good. And uh, I saw you having a bit of crack outside the stadium and all before that, before the game with the with the, with the club and yeah, a couple of beers and stuff. Um, it was good fun getting good. embedded into the social culture of football. Yeah, and where we were, how were your seats? Were they good? Oh, superb! Like I think. Now we all fortunate enough that we like knew someone who had like you know season tickets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like we all proper like core of a sod. Yeah, mm. I think it was second tier, so we would have been like two, three rows away from like the kind of right edge of it. Yeah. Um, great crack now. Like you, you wouldn't be able to spend the whole match there though because oh, it's, it's like not a casual kind of thing. No, it's constant singing. You're not really watching the game. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody scores and maybe you kind of see it and you react, but then you go back to singing. So they have like these kind of like choreographers they do who kind of like you know. Yeah, one sec, the fucking bell's ringing. Yeah, we can go again. Why is it always... Why is it like they wait for me to start? Fair play to him. Here's Ewe. Miriam brother's in this area, isn't he, as well? Is he? Yeah, the O'Callaghan fella. Own, isn't he? No. Is he not this area? O'Callaghan. Oh, Jim. Jim O'Callaghan. Jim. No, he's down in Matt Mines. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what happened Close there, there, for the listener, what happened there is I got a knock on the door... Uh, we record this here in the Fosnoni Studios, which is sometimes canvassed as part of, uh, part of elections. Uh, Fosnoni Shone Studios, I should say. But we got a, a knock on the door there from somebody canvassing on behalf of Councillor Shea Brennan. Uh, vote number one in the upcoming general election for Fianna Fáil party. I tell you what, I won't be voting for him. Fuck him. Fuck him. That's what we, what we say there. And uh, But of course, I, I did the whole thing, you know, when you go out of the door. And someone says, just, and I say, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I don't do that. Do you know? No, see, what I do is I either tell them to where to go in the key of F quite yeah. politely or if it's a party I don't like I waste the time and I act really interested <laughs> and I get what I do is I get into like you know constructive debates where I'm not disagreeing with them but mm. I'm kind of like ah, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, get what you mean mm-hmm. for about half an hour if I've nothing to do now yeah this if you're and not busy yeah yeah if I'm not busy yeah and if I'm hungover and then I just waste the time and then right at the end I just go yeah you're not getting my vote 
Mm. Just so they've less time to get around other people. Good, good. Well, that's a little crack. bit of uh, tactics on how to disrupt opposition uh, electoral no, just, candidates. Just waste our time. So there you go, waste your time. Um, but you certainly didn't waste your time back at that Milan game. Oh, you fucking did. Um, you were singing, you were you were, you were were shouting, you had the scarf, everything. And yeah, man, we were. We felt like proper, you know, ultras. You were really doing you know? it. We were doing it, but as I was saying that, like, there's these guys who, like, dedicate their whole time at the match just to yeah. this and they won't even be watching the match they'll be facing you away from the pitch directing you like uh, like directing uh, you like a conductor conductors that's it but they do be there and the you know they do be singing and all this and there's like if you're on like a higher tier like there's a guy usually on the sidelines at a megaphone yeah so you can't really hear them so they kind of like are like a tread that kind of links the different tiers of the stadium oh yeah yeah almost like a kind of a, a, a series of signals yeah signal boosting going on it's like a little hive mind kind of thing yeah. happening but they don't be watching the match they just stare at you and do they do they i don't know if you know this but do they like take turns like they don't surely they don't all do the same matches and i don't know like there's the there's a good few of them now like so you say you'd be standing and there'd be one right in front of you and he'd be kind of like he'd be standing on the railing so like yeah. he'd be hanging on the railing so it's a bit dangerous but like not whatever. safe at all and then five rows across from him to be another one five rows across to me so it'd be about 10 or so of them yeah in one given section and they just kind of be standing there singing at you and they'd be doing all this Suleimani, enthusiasm, mm. forte, forte, you know, strength and all this. Yeah, yeah. Put your hands up and you have to put your hands up otherwise, you know, they'll be give you a bollock. You'd be picked out, like. You'd yeah. be picked out, you would, like, get your hands up, get your hands up now, yeah. Suleimani, it's great crack now. But I wouldn't be able to do it, like. For a full game. For Well, I could do it for a full game, but I wouldn't be able to do it week in, week out. <laughs> yeah. Because you wouldn't get to see the match. It's great crack as an experience now. I wouldn't know some Milan fans that are very into that. Um, wouldn't be for me like it's great and I'd, I'd do it for like half a match maybe yeah but you ultimately going. you're there to see the football I want to see the football and now we were very um, fortunate that when we we kind of moved over a little bit to the side for the Udinese game kind after that ducked out away a little bit yeah, yeah yeah just so we wouldn't get you know the whole Suleimani yeah, thing yeah. and we managed to see like our kind of comeback and the late win and stuff like that yeah, yeah like Rabich and stuff like that it was yeah was it deadly. a 3-2 in the end 3-2 in the end it was stoppage time we ended up winning yeah it was deadly scenes oh Good. Absolute scenes. And uh, so then you you just went to, to the Ferrari uh, place. Yeah, well, we right? went down to Modena. I'm down a big Tifoso, uh, I am. Big yeah. Ferrari fan. Mm. Um, but yeah, we went down to Modena. I've been to Modena before, but I've never gotten a chance to do it in a museum. Yeah, um, enjoyed it. Oh, it was great crack. I always love seeing those kind of like smaller Italian towns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and getting yeah. a bit of food there, you know. Lovely. Feel a little bit less like a tourist. Yeah, because there's so, not as many tourists around. And yeah. Like, just wondering... But even at that stage, like if you're going to Milan or anything that for anybody who's listening, like you are kind of not expected to speak Italian, but if you go to Rome, people can kind of notice if you're a tourist. If you go to Milan, nobody really cares enough. So they they're will on just their own trip. Just, yeah, they'll yeah. just be talking to you in Italian and assume, which I think is great. And then you can just kind of be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see. <laughs> uh, so that's good. And then um I heard as well, my my little network told me that you came back from Milan and then you uh, were in Geneva last week for something very important. Yeah, I was, I was working with an NGO over there. Um, so any listeners don't know, I work with a lot of um, organizations that are charity-based, so like mm. kids' camps and stuff like that in the inner city. And You're famously a very good person. Famously, yeah. publicly, privately, you know. <laughs> privately After a, After a couple of points or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, but publicly. Or whenever people are canvassing. Lovely. But yeah, so we're over there working with an NGO, looking at human rights-based stuff in the UN. Great crack. Good to see Geneva. In like, in like the UN, like... The UN, the UN, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Human Rights Council. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But I, I tell you I what... Thought, here's what I, here what I found fascinating was that I assume when you told me about this before you went, <laughs> I assumed that you would be, 
you were there it was like some sort of like youth thing because you're a young guy oh yeah, yeah apparently and then uh sometimes you don't necessarily seem it but you're yeah. a young guy and then i saw pictures and it's you and all these just like middle-aged people yeah i was very much the youngest uh there yeah. um it's always a benefit it's different great. perspectives yeah, you, you different experience so yeah much and but it was good crack. I wouldn't like to live in Geneva now. Would you know? The, the price of a point. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy expensive in Geneva, yeah. It'd send you to Jerusalem and back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, you'd be you'd be getting an overdraft to get around your woods. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen a point of Guinness going for eight quid. Mm. And that seemed cheap. Yeah, that was like, oh, was maybe we'll go in there. Yeah, that looked cheap, you know. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So you've been traveling around. I've been about the gaff, yeah. But now you're, now you're back with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, here on the Frozzy Show, and we're delighted... To have you back in safe hands, um. So without any further ado, let's take a look at the the Syria B table this week and find out just what's happening in maybe the most ridiculous, uh, ridiculously close uh, table ever. Um. So let's go into table service. Table service. Serie B table. Let's start from the top. Um, we're, we start at number two, of course. We know who number one is. Number one is Benevento. The witches, yeah. We start at number the witches, yeah. And they have the little witch on the... Little, little broomstick. On, They're little, not coy about it at all. Yeah. It's good fun. And then Portanone are still hanging on to their second place. My outside bet, I have to say now. That's true. You called that back in December. You said Portanone might get the old double promotion. And yeah, looking, and here we go. They're looking pretty good. Um, and so they're on 35 points. But then there are two teams on 34 points, just below... Just below Portanone. One of them is Crotone. And the other is Frosinone. Mm. Oh, yes. Not we're too in shabby. Fort. We're back in the running. We're only a point behind second. But it's still tight. It's still that thing of, you know, are, I think one loss and one or two other people winning away from, like, ninth. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's still that on jump points. down. Salernitana are on 33 points, uh, Cittadella are on 33 points, Perugia are on 33 points, Pescara are on 32 points, Spezia are on 31 points, Virtus and Tella, our most recent opponents, are on uh, 31 points. Then you went to the bottom half of the table, which we don't talk about on this show. No, no, no. Interest in the no interest in that. No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And there's simply just too many teams that are not good. Um, so, anyway... It's quite exciting because we're nearly back up at the automatic promotion spots. We're only, you know, a couple of wins away from maybe... Uh, boot now Pordenone out of there and there's a serious chance that you know come kind of the last few games of the season we're going to be fighting it out yeah not for just for auto, or not just for promotion playoff but automatic promotion automatic promotion yeah which is the dream I don't know I'm still like you can still be dubious and I, I said this to you before we start recording like well about 22 23 games in It'll mm. come down to a last day thing, as it always does. Do you know, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. tighter than a nun's arse at the moment, and it's gonna stay that way until the end. Do you know? <laughs> that's Serie B for you. That's Serie B for you. That should be the new motto. We gotta translate it into Italian. Put it on all the team buses. Serie yeah. B, <laughs> tighter than a nun's arse. Do well in Italy, it would. It would. They'd love God it, knows, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they have the whole Catholicism thing. Yeah. And of course, sexual impropriety. Um. So, uh, that's interesting. Like the Serie B. Uh, table remains so close and um, we are fourth just one point away because uh, we have a better goal difference than Portnone so maybe we just do, one yeah. point away uh, to getting that second uh, automatic promotion spot and going up along with Benevento one thing I know we kind of wrote off the fact that we're going to get we're not, we're not going to win the, the championship we're not going to win the no. because Benevento are let's see they're, they're six, 16 odd points 16 ahead points yeah at this ahead. stage so they're doing really well but also it's one of those cases of like we don't even want to win Serie B 
winning Serie B for me has no there's no prestige there for a team like Frosinone you know it doesn't it doesn't feel to okay it's a trophy I suppose yeah but it's promotion that everybody wants exactly it doesn't really matter keep your trophy yeah and let us go up and I'll be as happy as Larry um, so there we go there's where the table is um, always uh, it's very tight there's only three points between second place and eighth place uh, check back in with us next week for another round of table service in the meantime the next course of table service we should say the next, like, you know like, Ooh, a, yeah. like a restaurant like a restaurant you know, if, you don't, if you don't get food poisoning from the last one mm. and uh, let's move on to review preview to talk about the games that we have had last week and that we will have next week review preview Okay, so last week on the 1st of February, we played uh, at home to Verda Centella, uh, who Enzo and I predicted uh, wins. Uh, both of us predicted a win if it was only against Verda Centella. I said it would be uh, 3 0, Enzo said it would be 2 0. It ended up 1 0. But still a win and a clean sheet as we predicted. A win and a clean sheet, but you know, performance wise is nothing to scream and shout about, you know? No, I do think um I do think a couple of things like I the game itself was um more exciting than the one nil would say. It was Yeah, like you you had a good few shots on a and lot it was of chances, looking like yeah. Yeah. Um a lot of chances, a couple of penalty shouts for Zanone. Yeah. Um, you know, what DNEC had absolutely absolutely was trying to control the ball and had a high mm. kick. Uh, into his upper leg. Uh, there was a sh- bit of short pulling going on. But it's Serie B. That's going to happen. It's Serie B. Although, talking about penalties, there's fifth, there has been penalties uh, in 50% of Frosinone's really? Serie B uh, games this season. Yeah. <laughs> Every second game we play in the league. You're getting yourself a fair share, so. Yeah, we are. Uh, and the game itself, like I have to say, I was, I was very impressed with uh, how we performed. You know, we had uh, 10, 10 shots, uh, only one shot on target. Uh, so that's that's good. that's the one that went that's in. The one that went in. Uh, the goal itself was was actually pretty amazing. Um, uh, Federico Dionisi continues his good run of form and scores for another one 0 win. He scored the last one 0 win. He didn't, did well. yeah. So he's uh, becoming a really decisive player for us. Or I shouldn't say becoming. I mean, he always has. Yeah, been. has been. Yeah. Um, but the the goal itself was pretty pretty good. You know? Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, it yeah. It was really good. I mean, basically, what happened was the anyone didn't see it, and there was a free kick in. And into the into the Verde Centella box, there's a bit of scuffling around. Ball comes back out to Dionis on the edge of the area. He walks with his back away from goal as if he's gonna just pass it back, then turns and almost over his shoulder, mm. swivels, bang, launches it into a launches yeah. it into the, into the back of the net, top corner. And we actually got a great uh, video in uh, from a friend of the show or from a listener of the show and, and Frosinone resident, uh, Francesco Ianello, yeah. uh, who's a listener. And uh, so hi Fran if you're listening. And um, but Fran sent in he was in the he was at the match. Really? That's he great. He was crack. sitting up by the goal yeah. uh, at the time and he actually sent me in the video that he took of the goal because mm. uh, he was doing like a Facebook live video That's brilliant. at the time. Yeah, so he like <laughs> sent me in the video of the goal because you know I might not necessarily yeah. be able to see it. And uh, absolute scenes when it went in. Oh it's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it Especially was Especially cause it came what was it? Oh, it was about the hour mark. 68 minutes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was on 57 minutes. We so it was tight in. I'd say that was the point where I was starting to think this is going to be one of them scoreless exactly, draws. Exactly, yeah. You know? like the first half was really frustrating. The first half had so many yeah. chances and nothing going. Uh, so to get a final, finally get a breakthrough then um, was was pretty good, as I say. Um, interestingly, in the lineup, we actually kept um, the the midfield trio that we had in the last game against Ascoli that where we won one nil, mm. uh, which was did we win one nil Ascoli? 
Uh, I think it was 1-0, yeah. yeah. it was 1-0, that's right, yeah. I'm doubting my own <laughs> knowledge. Um, yeah, so we had Tabanelli, Maiello and Roden uh, started again. The the Swede and the two Italians started in the midfield trio and again provided an awful lot of creativity, an awful mm. lot of mobility. And Maiello had a chance uh, almost in the, the first minute or so of the match, so it was really good. And then uh, up front, uh, Dionisi started along with Camilo Ciano. Uh, our star man who we now seem to be reserving uh, almost exclusively for home games I mean if it works it works if it works know? it works and he should have had a goal in fairness he should, he should have had a goal he went close with a header uh, yeah. that he was arguably pushed pushed off at, again at that's the rough tough tumble of that's the league true. you know yeah. no, there's no, no prima donnas um, no. in this league we don't have the financial kind of means to have prima donnas no there's no we haven't got prima donna money um, the interesting thing, one of the interesting things is that we kept a clean sheet again, the Nesta effect, one of the great world's great great defenders in history <laughs> um, of Alessandro Nesta, our current manager. Um, but we were playing against uh, Verde Santella, who have not been short of scoring over the last uh, few games. I mean, just they've uh, in the last games for us, they scored against Cremonese, they scored four goals against Livorno, and they scored three goals against Cittadella. Like, these guys can score. The interesting thing is, and I bring this up only really to do the wordplay, is they have two players um, up front that are playing in their uh, in their front two. They have Giuseppe De Luca. He was quite good. Yes, and then they have Manuel De Luca. Now, I've checked. These two De Lucas are no relation. No relation other. at all. No relation. They just both happen to be De Luca, uh, De Luca named De Luca. They play up front for, for uh, Verdes and Tella. But you know, up front for Verdes and Tella against Frosinone... There was no Luca at all. Oh, that's yeah. No. There we go. So no, I have to build okay, up to that. Okay. 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 <laughs> I was watching the match, being like, if if they don't score, I'm excited to say they had no Luca. Yeah, it's like if they don't score, I'm gonna go on and ruin my podcast that's career right, before yeah. it begins. So I'm gonna lose all listeners. We have what listeners we have left. So it was a good win anyway. We didn't use any of our other uh, attacking players uh, towards the end. We kept uh, Dionisi and Channel played the full 90 minutes. Uh, new signing Ardemani stayed on the bench. Mm. Uh, uh, January signing Salvatore Delia replaced Andrea Baghetto in 87 minutes. Captain Mirko Gori replaced uh, Marcus Roden in 59 minutes. And in the end of the first half, uh, after an injury to Marco Capuano, Luca Kranich uh, replaced him. So, good performance. Not too bad. I Again, I would have expected better. Um, more goals, you mean? More goals Me is too. what I mean, yeah. But there was, I, I tell you what, I would expect more goals, but I'm happy with the amount of chances we created. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, finishing those chances. Will be- the conversion is a big factor, I think, for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, um, right. And I think that's something you've, you've seen in previous games. Um, well, we march on. That's two one nil wins in a row. We're kind of grinding out the results, and as you can see, we're climbing up the table because of it. And this week, we're going, we're going away again. We're on our travels again, and we're going to uh, Venezia on the eighth Saturday, the eighth of December. Oh, December, Jesus! Saturday, the eighth of February. Yeah. What happened Flashback, there? flash forward. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Saturday, the eighth of February, uh, we play Venezia in Venice at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon Irish time, so three o'clock in the afternoon Italian time. And Venezia are interesting because Venezia actually have, I think, they're one of the few teams that has a better away record than a home record. Yeah, a home record. So going away to Venezia is dangerous because going away anywhere is dangerous. But also those opportunities there, opportunities, yeah, because they're not great at home. No. But I think um, the the team itself has has been struggling over the past couple of games. Um, 
Venezia. Yeah, I think they're unbeaten in the last four, but it's kind of it's those one nil, one one kind of things. Um, yeah, and they're they're only go they're only they're only out of relegation uh, playoff by goal yeah, runs, so they're in big trouble. Like they're in survival rate because I think it's the weird thing with the league is like you could be eighth and then within two games jump up to second, but bottom of the table is very much like a black hole of just yeah, kind of get getting sucked in you get sucked in you're gonna stay there you know you're not gonna jump up that much unless you get lucky yeah so they're, they're kind of struggling a little bit um but in fairness um i'm looking at us we don't have a great away record either mm. we've only in our last uh six away games we only got two wins one at Ascoli a couple of games ago and then one at juve stavia who famously are no good um but venezia i look at their last uh six home games here they drew one all with uh, Trapani, who yeah. are dire. Uh, they got beaten by Cittadella. They drew with Spezia. They got beaten by Venevento. They beat Livorno, but mm. I'm sure, Faye, you and I could beat Livorno. Yeah, I could. And uh, they got beaten by Portononi as well, as well 2-1. So, so Venezia's uh, home record is not good. So there's an opportunity to go and take points off uh, Venezia. You know, usually if it was an away game, I'd only be happy really, uh, or I would be happy with a draw. Yeah. But in this situation, you'd be looking for a win. I, I think. really would be looking for a win. Yeah, here because Venezia are not good at home. We're on a run of two wins. We're defensively, we look more solid than I've seen us yeah. maybe ever. Now that that might be down to a case of the past couple of teams are not exactly known for attacking prowess. That's true. Yeah, apart okay. from the Luca Perrin. Yeah, the Deluca brothers. Yeah, who aren't brothers? No. <laughs> um. Yeah. But we, we should be able to score goals. Um, I mean, looking at our... Uh, I just got a, I just saw a stat there that now that we have signed Matteo Ardemani uh, from Ascoli after we got him mixed up with Trotta on the bus yeah, yeah. and uh, we, we <laughs> smuggled him out of Ascoli, um, we now have the three active players with the most goals in Serie B history all play for Frosinone. Mm. But surprisingly, not doing too well this season. I don't think you have a striker that's top 10 no we don't because at all our, like i think our, our strikers are all a little bit out of sorts at the minute but we are we are getting enough goals it looks like most games are getting enough goals to see us through and um, i'll just get that if i can like, just find like chiano has seven goals this season and yeah. i think he might be like the top for use he is and i think that includes three or four penalties so yeah. it's not great but then again that's not always representative like benevento don't have anybody no that's true benevento have goals from all over the pitch yeah and um, so we can figure out what benevento are doing We'd be on to a winner. Yeah, like it's not necessarily about a one-man kind of forward lineup, you know. No, it's just consistent, attacks. consistent goal scoring conversion, yeah. you know. Um, so like you're looking at this, just to mention Ardemani, right? He, the new signing, Ardemani. He has 108 goals in Serie B. Jesus. Now he's played. Yeah. I don't know how many games he's played in Serie B, but he's been playing in Serie B for on and off for 15 years or so. Yeah. Okay. And then next after him, there's a huge big drop. Well, not a huge big drop, actually. Not that big a drop. But it's dropped at the 92 goals. And that's our very own Federico Dionisi. And then third on 78 goals is Camilo Chano. Chano. So, I mean, realistically, we have assembled the most prolific. You have people with experience you do, do you know? Yeah. I mean, these are the guys that are playing in Serie B at the moment that have scored the most Serie B goals. If somebody's going to score against a team like Venezia in a situation like this, it's going to be one of them. It's going to be one of them because they know they've done it. And if it's not going to be one of them, then I don't know what you can do. No, because who else can you sign? Yeah. You can only really sign proven players. Yeah. This is not a league to develop young talent. Well, like, the only other option is to, on that young talent thing, is to have, like, one of those unsaid set partnerships with a big Serie A team. Yeah, which we just don't have. Which isn't going to happen, you know? No, we tried it with um, 
we tried it with uh, um, Pinamonte from Inter. Yeah. And it didn't really work out. No. He certainly improved over the season. Mm. But there's no point in just having them come down and train and get football. And, they and then just ditch. Yeah. And then just ditch. Yeah. You know, now he's getting beaten week in, week out with Genoa. So good luck to him. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I think I'm going to give a prediction for the for the the um, the Venezia game. I do think that we're going to see the debut of Ardemani. I have a feeling he might start. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I have a feeling we might see Ardemani start up front against Venezia. You think we're going to go for a win? Yeah, I think I think I'm going to go for a win. I think I'm, I'm going to say two nil. I was going to say 2-0, yeah. Yeah, because I think we're going to keep a clean sheet. Venezia don't really score uh, at home that much. Um, but I think definitely we can we can keep a clean sheet and we can nick two goals. Because I think 1-0s are great. But 1-0s against Ascoli is fantastic. 1-0 against Verdes and is fantastic. Because we're there, the people were, yeah. were fighting against for promotion. So they're your peers. So you're beating them 1-0, that's reasonable enough. Venezia these these people are in a different kind of like they're 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 lower. I they're lower. They shouldn't even be. No, anyone doesn't know Venezia have American owners, and Venice doesn't even traditionally have a big football. I mean, it's, there's not huge football and culture there. No. Um, and I think the the whole vision of the club, at least a couple of years ago when it was taken over, was that you you wanted to turn it into one of these you know scudetto winners. You wanted to bring it up, and they do have a history of being in Serie A. Yeah, but they could be mostly Serie A, Serie B, whereas most, you know, a lot of Serie B teams would be Serie B and the C ones and C twos mm-hmm. and all. Yeah. So however, they do have however history. However, that works. Yeah, whoever that bleeding works. Yeah. Um, but they do have history, but it's you know, I mean, the most prominent thing they had is Inzaghi for a while. And yeah, then, uh, Pippo Inzaghi was their yeah was their manager, and now of course he manages Benevento. Yeah. And so he earned his stripes at Venezia, and since he's left, don't bigger and brighter things. He's in the big boots now. He is. hasn't worked out for, for Venezia, but certainly no. worked out for him. And, um, yeah, so I think 2-0 yeah. against Venezia. We right. at least will have one Dionisi winning anyway. Well, yes, Dionisi's going to score a goal, so yeah. who else scores? Does anyone else score? Is it just him? I don't know. On the thing about the, the these teams being mostly from the Serie B, Serie C, <laughs> and C1, C2, how does all that work? Right now, as we record, I'm wearing a jersey... The Frozen only third kit uh, from 2012, right? People have asked me, and I just I just got this online. I just wanted some Frozen only memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just ordered it, and uh, this obviously predates my relationship with the club. And I the other day, so I was wearing it a couple of weeks ago. Somebody said to me, uh, "Oh, that's a Frozen only jersey." I was like, "Yeah." They, you know, they were just trying to just appease me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And they were like, oh, "What years are from?" And I said, "2012." They're like, "What? What league were they in at that time?" And I was like. Mm, Siri, no, Lega Pro. Yeah, the Lega Pro B or C B, one. C, yeah. And then they were like, what? And I was like, they were down in the lower division. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I've never quite worked out and I don't want to work it out. No, it, it, it sounds way too confusing and it, yeah. it's not consistent and it I would sounds like, dodgy. I think if I was only get demoted from Serie B, I'm going to give the podcast to somebody else. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not following them. I'm hoping that's not kind of like preemptive and you haven't just like written like you know the tombstone oh i see am i, by, am I jinxing it yeah yeah jinxing it yeah yeah i don't know but i'm already here talking every week about juve stabia and venezia and livorno yeah at least you have the lingo i can <laughs> like if you wanted to keep the podcast if you went down to c1 or yeah. c2 or whatever like you'd you know 
you'd be like that bit in the simpsons you ever see when they go to the new town yeah and they come in and it's like i'm from canada eh? they think i'm slow you know and all this <laughs> you'd be down there with an etsy and all that when they get relegated and yeah. it's like why are you here i start fires <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you here? I lose 4 0 against Perugia. Yeah, I, yeah, I lost 4 0 against Perugia now I'm down here. Yeah, I think if I ever had to go to Serie C, I think I might have to go to Italy and kind of launch an investigation and just see what exactly is going on in this league. Yeah, I'd say it'd, it'd be easier not only to win the league, but also to reveal corruption there. Like, I'd say, you'd, you know. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do Serie C broadcasts from Ireland. No, you'd have a gun to the head or something. There's point. no le- there's no coverage. Like there's barely any coverage of Serie B that we can actually I don't even think most of the teams have Twitter, I'd say. No. So God you know, here's hoping we never go down there to Serie C. I think we're gonna go up to Serie A and we're gonna start that journey with a win. Two 0 against Venezia at the weekend. Do tune into that, folks, if you have uh, some sort of way of doing that. And um yeah, that concludes review a pretty manic uh, review preview. So, Faye, while we have you here, we always like to talk about um because you're you're not a Frosinone fan. You've got a, a spot. You, you no, I'm not a hater though. No, like, you're not a hater. Like you're, I would say you're a, you're an ally. Yeah, I'm an ally. I could I could go into the stadium and enjoy myself, you know. But yeah, I, you, I, you'd know the lingo. Yeah, but I know, I know where my colours lie truly. Yeah. If I came down to so when we like to have you on the sh- when we have you on the show. Um, because you're kind of providing that kind of outside perspective. Yeah. Um, we like to talk about what what's happening in Italian football in general at the moment. And one of the stories I don't know if you saw this. One of the stories that legendary manager um, Zenic uh, Zeman. Yeah. Uh, there we go. I had to take a of pause. Lazio and Roma. Lazio and Roma, who of course occupy the same region yeah, as yeah. Frosinone, and also uh, Pescara coach as well. Czech born, lived in Italy for I don't know. He's probably lived in Italy fifty years mm. more. 60 years maybe and also one of the four this is not a usually known thing one of the first guys back in like 2006 when we had the whole you know match fixing kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. one of the first guys to kind of come out and suggest to kind of say that refs would be favouring Juve was he? yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if he was just senile and just set up for the crack now <laughs> or if he was actually one of those people who's like yeah yeah you know there's, there's something wrong yeah, here yeah there's something wrong here well, but a well known guy anyway in Italy well known guy one of the first people to use the 433 yeah, uh, I mean everyone in um, in Italy for it was kind of known as a defensive culture, mm. and he changed that entirely. He was one of the first people to kind of come and say, "I'm going to play four three three, and yeah. I'm going to score four goals." Against but it, it broadens up the game with us. You get Plus. a lot more wing play and stuff. So he has he has a real he has a real kind of cult following. Yeah, in Italy. Anyway, last week he does an interview with uh, uh, Tutor Mercado, where mm. it's Italian football society, and he's asked about. Um, what do you think about women's football? In yeah, Italy? and initially he had like a like a positive view. He was like, you know, it's good to see it's coming along. I hope it improves and like gets a lot more exposure. And then the interview just kind of like you know went left field, and he went into the senile depths of despair. And he was like, ah, oh, but there's problems in men's football, and we have to focus on this and that. He got and distracted. Yeah, he forgot what he was supposed to be saying. I think he forgot he was you know, publicly being interviewed. Yeah, the, the answer you're, you're supposed to give is well i think it's fantastic that it's coming on and uh, the girls performed really well at the world cup last year yeah and i'm excited to see where it takes us and hopefully we can start to build the same infrastructure we have in the women's yeah uh, or hopefully you know you know in the med, yeah knowledge and you know it's fun i think it's great Par- parity of esteem you'd, you'd say you know yeah, parity of esteem what a phrase yeah, go. that's why you're that's why the un are after <laughs> you you say things like parity of esteem yeah and then you say everyone's great 
But that's not what he said. That's not what he said. And I, and I, and I, have, I have the quote here. And yeah. What did he go on to say? He went on to say, and you don't even need the context of it. Mm. The, like, the context was just, it was a football interview. It went into the yeah. women's football. And he goes, women in Italy have always tended to stay in the kitchen. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. Mm. Men have to eat. Yeah. Which is like... That's, how do you even interpret yeah. that? I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. Men have to eat. Yeah, it's like... Because there's one way you can interpret that where he's saying like... I'm just I'm just saying that yeah, the way yeah. it is. I suppose the men have to eat. Yeah. And he's almost joking. But, but given that he is... No offence to any elderly Italian people who are listening now. But given that he is... 72. Elderly. And he's an Italian man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd err on the side of... He's like, ah, you know, women in the kitchen and men don't know how to cook because we shouldn't have to know how to cook kind of yeah, shit, you know? Yeah, it can definitely be... In, that's how most people... Um, that's how I'd initially took it yeah is that he's kind of he's he's saying well you know I don't think the women should really be playing football they should be in the kitchen because yeah. they cook for the men and obviously that didn't look great oh no Jesus Christ uh, no it not didn't look great it wasn't great I should just make that clear yeah Um. but then he went on of course he was asked then all the time what's he, what's he what does he think about this and he was interviewed about, about the interview and he said, I was thinking about helping women who must emancipate themselves. It was not to offend women. Quite the opposite. Women's football has never bothered me. Well, no one said it would bother Why would I? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. suggested it would bother him. Uh, and I'm quite happy it's growing. The question was, why women's football has arrived later in Italy? Oh, okay. I replied that it's because of the Italian mentality where they picture the women in the kitchen. That's it. Yeah, I mean... Now, considering he's from, he's from uh, the Czech Republic originally, he's using his kind of status as an outsider to say to well, say yeah these, these i'd still be dubious like the fact that you needed to clarify comments like that yeah do you know like when you're talking about subjects like this especially like italian football and italians women football which is doing quite well like i follow a lot of the no i don't like the fact that i have to distinguish saying women's ac milan but that's well, what it's known you? as but like it'd be great to just say oh milan were playing at the weekend and if i say the match you'd know the difference oh because we we beat inter on the weekend there the women's team did. Yeah. Right. Because people would know, like, oh, I know the actual, the, the men's derby or the whatever. The actual derby. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. But you know what I mean? You're talking to anybody. Oh, so the, the, yeah, actual, so they, fo- the actual football and yeah. the fact that you have to make a distinction. Yes. You'd rather just be able to say the football. Yeah. And then you go to his comments and the fact that he has to define them comments instead of. Yeah. Instead like, of he, he should know being in football that long that you need to be careful with comments like that, especially in the society that he's in, Italy. Yeah. That you can't just say something like this and have it taken like that. No, because the whole thing is that at the moment, as we cover, it seems almost every week on this show, like, there's a lot of progressive social views knocking around still. Um, And maybe he is right. Maybe he is saying that, look, the culture is just that women would not have been encouraged. Yeah, maybe it was a, a miscommunication on his behalf, do yeah. you know? And of course, we're reading the translation of these things. That's what I'm saying. So we don't know, but still not great. No, not fantastic. But it, it just, it does bring up that thing of like, there seems to be football and then there's actual football. Do you know, you make, yeah, you make yeah, the yeah, distinction, yeah. do you know? Yeah. But, but in saying that, the Italian football, Italian women's football is still some of the best women's football in the world. Oh yeah. Like our, the, the, the women's football team face man is fantastic. Yeah. Do you know? Really good. Uh, Juve have a women's team now and uh, I think they do they do and uh, yeah so it's all a lot, a lot of the big bigger clubs would now have like an established women's team yeah Um, even to the point where I think um, Milan Club Dublin I think we've had 
a few people visit um one of the matches that the the women are playing at. Oh yeah. Um, and I think whenever they're on, we try and see if you can walk out to get to go see them when we're over. Do you know? Yeah. If you can, Which if I think, you can see a men's game and go see a women's game. Yeah. Because well. I think it's like if you're supporting a club, you're supporting a club. Do you know? Well, that's it, isn't it? That's the question. You know, like, so yeah, you can support a team, but you support a club as well. I feel like that's a that's almost a more continental model. Like I know, like say, if you look at a lot of Italian clubs or Spanish clubs, say Barcelona, for instance. Barcelona would have like. Not a basketball team. It's a um, basketball team. Basketball team, and, team and yeah, a futsal team, and it would be a club. Yeah, you're fans of this kind of sporting club. Yeah, as opposed to just the football. Team. It's in the same way when obviously it's not nowadays, but when AC Milan was started by Herman Kipper, it would have been two things. It would have been the football club and the cricket club. Yeah, which a lot of, a lot of clubs in Europe at that time would have been two of those things. Yeah, I think that's a very they'd be good founded thing. by English people and stuff. You know. Yeah, but it would have been two things. Obviously, it's football now only. Yeah. But it's different sorts of football. There's youth teams, there's Primavera. Mm. Um, we'd have links to other teams and all. Like, do you know the the twinnings you have with clubs? Yeah, they become a, wider, a part of it. There's a wider ecosystem. It's not just these 11 chaps who go out and play football. Yes. It's the fans, it's the other teams associated, you know? And I think sometimes like that's something that's lost when you're supporting some when you're supporting some a team. Because football is so global now and like it's really like a, it's a sport that's played a lot of times on Instagram, like, you know? Yeah. And it becomes more about are you supporting this particular combination of 11 players that you like? Or are you supporting the club? The club. Yeah. And if you're supporting the club, you're supporting not only the men's football, but you're supporting the women's football. Because you're, you're, cause you're yeah. a fan of the club. You're not just a fan of this particular team. Yeah. You're a manager of this particular thing, you know? And you can see that in some of the, especially some of the, and obviously social media isn't always represented, but some of the social medias of the football clubs, um, like Milan and like yeah. Roma as well, yeah. whether they have separate Twitters for the men's football and the women's football, and you can see the branding differences sometimes. Yeah. If one of them has a women's football Twitter, is it putting out the same content as the regular? Yeah, it's putting quote, the quote, content. Yeah. And, yeah. You can see the difference whereas some clubs, most clubs, I know, I don't know about Roma or the clubs now, but I know we just tweet about the Russ and instead of Russ and Yeah, yeah. We tweet about the women's and the men's the same as we would. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. There's a clear difference in terms of the hype and stuff that goes around them now. Obviously, yeah. But we're not segregating them and like, oh, we have the clubs. the women's team, go over here. Yeah. Yeah. Frosinone have a women's team. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, it's an amateur team and we don't have the... Yeah. And um, but yeah. most of them would be unfortunately amateur though, you know. Yeah, so the amateurs, it's just there's not enough money in it yeah. at the moment. But uh, oh well, there's have plenty of money there is. It's just not being distributed. In oh, the not right enough way. money. I was saying going to the women's game. Oh, there's not enough going in. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah, enough yeah. money. There's definitely enough in the yeah, world yeah. and in the world of football, but there's not enough money going being poured into the women's. Yeah, game like if you could, if you can play, if you can pay Chano or whatever amount, you can certainly yeah. half that salary and give it to wherever the equivalent of the opposite end would be. The question is. Why, yeah. Why and what? And that's a whole yeah, other... Yeah, yeah, that's a different... That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. So, Faye, you were saying that you're, as as we know from your last appearance, you're a member of the Milan Club Dublin. Absolutely. And uh, there's a big Milan derby coming up this weekend. Absolutely. So, we've just coming back off the women's football. Um, mm. Beautiful win there. I think they've won all four um, derbies that the women's team have existed for yeah. at the time. So, we're looking to kind of move on from that. And continue that kind of run. Um, I think it's nice that the derbies are kind of back to back. Yeah. But we'll be playing Inter this Sunday, quarter day kickoff. Inter, who are currently second in the table? Currently second last time I checked. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, AC Milan still have not lost a match. No, we've been we've been going well ever since we have had Ibra. Yeah. Um, since Latan came in. The last game against Rona though was a bit. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it got a bit tight there. Didn't yeah, it, it did. 
Um, but we're looking for a win this weekend. I don't know how likely it is, but no, Inter obviously in good form yeah. at the moment. But we'll be behind the club. Um, hopefully, it'll be a good start. Um, to the kind of not the last stretch, but the near to the last stretch of football coming up. You know, second half of the season. Second half of the season, yeah. And uh, you're gonna be, you're all gonna be watching the 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 match somewhere with the club we'll be watching in the woolshed um, which is where we always are so kick off will be quarter eight um so if anyone wants to go along and watch the milan any milan fans out there listening if you want to join in feel free to pop down we'll be there i assume in the club in the milan dublin or whatever the fuck they call themselves they call themselves um they'll be down as well so there'll be a lot of italian people there there'll be a lot of kind of like just general football fans um if any if anybody's a a member of Milan Club Dublin or wants to be a member I think the membership fee is like 35 quid for a year you get you know your official AIMC cards and you get your bag and there's a lot of other goodies that we give you like scarves and stuff yeah um, free beer and drink and all that but if you, are, if you are a member or looking to be a member we are doing a giveaway of a signed Ibrahimovic jersey oh. at the match so the second the match is over we'll do a giveaway of the jersey and so if you're a member so we're going to walk away with a signed Ibra jersey so we'll walk away with a signed Ibra jersey that's yeah. very exciting so head on down if you're if you want to see some Italian football live, not live but uh, live on TV. Yeah. Uh, with a group of of enthusiasts uh, on Sunday, and if you want to see uh, a Frosinone only match on Saturday with a group of enthusiasts, none exists. Uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. But you can come over to my house if you like. Anyway, in the meantime, thank you, Faye. Cheers. Uh, and here's to ten more episodes at least. Yeehaw. Uh, thanks for listening to the Fuzzy Shawnee. As always, guys, uh, do give us an, uh, a review on, on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Spotify and tell your friends about uh, the thing as well if you think it's something that any of your friends would like. That's the best thing to do is just be like, hey, I think uh, you might like this podcast. Have a listen. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, guys. See you next week with another episode, probably with a regular co-host Enzo back. And um, Forza, Fuzzy Shawnee. do 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 do